everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where my co-host and I talk about slash review games or movies we watched this week. My name is Barry. My name is Craig, like usual. And let's dive into the first segment, which is always going to be the news, at least on this podcast. <laughs> news, news, news. So the big news pretty much for this week was the Ubisoft conference that happened on Sunday. Is it big? I guess, you know, I, I've, I went on the, I, I was on the Twitter and, you know, yeah. I thought I didn't, I was not happy with the Ubisoft right. uh, conference, but let's go over the points that they showed okay. during this Ubisoft forward event that happened on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what you saw, there were updates uh, on Just Dance 2020, which is, you know, the Ubisoft's game that they bring out every year. Yep. It's what I was waiting group- for. Let's be honest. Yeah, and yeah, it's what everybody's waiting for. <laughs> yep. Uh, the crew two. There's an update on that, adding a like Hollywood neon lights, neon bridge update to it. There is the division two updates as well. Ducks. And then a d- update on Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah. AI. Who no one is playing anymore. <laughs> what I got from the division was rubber ducks, and yeah. from Ghost Recon. Nobody played this game with their friends, so here's some AI teammates. Please play. Yes, please <laughs> buy this game, which I already made my friend buy it, mm-hmm. and we played it once since then. <laughs> so uh, that's that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think I played it once as well. <laughs> Just wasn't. And you got it, it for free. I did, and I played it once. <laughs> so the bigger games that were talked about that we feel that we should mention or at least talk about, yes, is. Watch Dogs Legion, mm-hmm. Hyperscape, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And Far Cry. Other than, yeah, other than the trailer for Far Cry 6, but I was going to leave the trailer for Far Cry 6 in the, in the next section of this. Okay. So, me personally, after watching Watch Dogs Legion, I'm still not really that interested in the game. It's due out this October. It's coming out for this current this current generation hardware and next generation hardware as well free upgrade as well free upgrade yeah you're right uh for me i'm still not sold on it i guess i'd been so i was telling you this craig Mm -hmm. i was so burned on the first one like i just it just didn't get me with anything it was trying to do you know everybody was talking about how oh you know you could set off a huge emp that turns down the entire city of electricity and i thought that was cool yeah but it really only happens once right and you know there's all these connections to watch you know the original watchdogs to assassin's creed but that's not that's not really the point uh the whole watchdog legion and being able to play as any recruitable character or really being able to recruit any character you want to definitely sounds cool and is i think is a technical feat if it's done correctly and if it's not just the same mission for every recruit that you put through then yeah i think it's a technical achievement and the game deserves the praise but other than that i'm still not still not sold let me give you the other side then because watchdogs the original watchdogs was that big next gen push when the ps4 and the xbox one were coming out and it was that notorious, they overpromised what you could do. And when it actually came out, it looked nothing like what they originally showed. Uh, however, I enjoyed the first game quite a bit, enough for me to 
play through the whole thing. Uh, I think I got all the achievements on Xbox and I really liked it. And then the second one came out and the second one, I think, was the one that was, I think, received a little bit better. Um, Bought that the day it came out, played it probably a good 10 or so hours and then stopped for whatever reason and didn't go back to it. I did go back to it earlier. I think it was earlier this year, maybe January or February. Um, And it is a very good game. I I'm looking forward to this game. I like the idea of being able to recruit anybody on the street. Um, I'm just worried that if it's coming out in October, which is before next gen, you know, I'm going to want to play it then. And then even if I do get the free upgrade, I don't know if I'd really want to play it again just to see it look better. So cautiously optimistic would be my side. I'm not totally against this game. I enjoy the watchdog series for what it is. Um, I think it's probably because it's the closest I can get to a Saints Row type game nowadays. Yeah. So that's kind of why I hold on to it. So I'll definitely check it out. I don't know if I'm going to buy this one the day it comes out. We'll see. But I will definitely at least give it a fair shot, I guess. I know a lot of people didn't like the trailer they showed. They didn't like that they reworked uh, a poem that had to do with, I believe, the Holocaust for their trailer. But we'll see. I will give it a fair shake. Yeah, and then going from there is Hyperscape, which is the new Battle Royale, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are playing. I have watched a lot of streamers play this game. The The thing that makes Hyperscape more of a standout, I should say, is what makes it stand out from every other Battle Royale is everybody playing this says it's so much more fast-paced. It rewards... It rewards the killing. After you die, you're not necessarily out of the game. You can, you still are active in a way. Mm-hmm. And the gun upgrade system is what also people make a lot of sense about. The game is this fast. There's a whole bunch of ways to traverse the land with jump pads and everything like that. So I think Hyperscape definitely can stand out. Right now, I know it's an early access and you could download it. Right. For PC only, right? Not console. Correct, correct. And right. Sorry for my mid-yawn there. <laughs> but with with Hyperscape and everything that I've streamed of, I think I think it's going to be a really good Battle Royale, and if it comes out for console, it should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're wondering how it's different from all of the other Battle Royales that everybody plays, I'll first talk about the response system. So... In, in this game, when you die, you become a ghost and you can still help your team out, let you know where people you know are shooting you, the one friend that's alive from. You're still an active participant. And if you're looking to get revived, there are spawn points throughout the map where you go to that spawn point and, and you know, wait there, and then your friend can go ahead and respawn you from there. Uh, that's, that's what everybody's really happy about is the fact that the moment you're dead... It's not something where you just have now have to sit there and wait for your teammate to do something or that you can't help them in any way. You're able to help them. Yeah, that's cool. In this. I think the, I think just on a side note too, like every time a battle royale comes out, I know I saw a lot of stuff online, um, just different gaming websites saying like, this is good, but we already have a whole lot of, you know, battle royale games. Do we really need another I kind of look at it as like every time one of these comes out, they take what works and what doesn't work and they improve on it. I think Warzone did that. And it does seem like this is doing that as well. Keeping you engaged, even if you die, is a, 
is a big thing. Yeah, and what a lot of people are also liking about this game is because it rewards hyper aggressiveness a lot of people are getting into fights there's not a lot of moments where you know in battle royale there's a lot of the moments where you're looting for 10 minutes you don't find anybody and then once you find somebody you either get completely wiped and you know you're kind of like oh i got into one fight and died yeah or you know you end up just lasting till the final two for some odd reason without having to fire a shot yeah which hyperscape is looking to make people more aggressive because even then well, the mechanic for the final two in this game is when it's you versus another squad, you either eliminate them, and in order to avoid people from camping out the other squad, they put a crown somewhere in the map, uh, somewhere in the circle mm-hmm. that you can get to, and if you hold the crown for long enough, you automatically win. Yeah, so if cool. that team does, never comes out and just wants to outcamp you, you collect the crown and you just go. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hold on to it and win. So I, I really like that aspect too. We've played our fair share of battle royales, whether it's Warzone, Apex, uh, you know, Black Ops Four, yeah. Warzone, uh, you know, battle royale as well. And you know, that is something that kind of sucks. Is especially like I remember times in Black Ops Four uh, battle royale where the circle would end in this like open desert area. And if somebody had a sniper, you were pretty much a sitting duck. Yeah. So, you know, that team that's just been camping the entire time and playing the circle and riding it out at the edges usually has a sniper and as someone who's going to try to camp rather than try to do a, you know, a battle face to face and the best kind of battle Royale is going to be able to mix the two, which when it's final teams, that's usually when it ends up being a problem with camping so hyperscape is looking to kind of get away from that yeah i'm excited i think it looks cool i'll definitely give it a shot because you know we've we started playing apex again and the main reason for me anyway was i kind of fell off of warzone because of how slow it is now like i felt like when the warzone first came out it wasn't as slow as it is now but it's just nine times out of ten when i play a game of warzone if i get killed it's you know somebody who's sitting in a house um, and that's why I've been enjoying Apex more because everybody, for the most part, is pretty aggressive and you're just constantly getting in fights. I mean, we drop right away on Apex and go straight down looking for fights. And to me, even if I die right away, that's more fun than looting for 20 minutes just to die by somebody yep. sitting in a corner. Like, I want to have that fun. Otherwise, what's the point? So if this can capitalize on that, then, you know, this could be the one that I switch to. See. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't sit in early access forever. Right. <laughs> is this free to play when it comes out? Have uh, they said? No, uh, they haven't said yet. I don't okay. believe. I do know that there's going to be microtransactions. There are skins, of course, that mm-hmm. you can get for your character. I I really like the futuristic take, or you know, the cyberpunky feel to this game in a way. And I hate to call it that because cyberpunk seems to be the defining genre trait for anything that's futuristic that uh that cinematic trailer that they showed for this game though is immediately it's like oh it's ready player one i don't know if you watched that movie or not but like i did yeah yeah Yeah. and like i read the book and i really enjoyed the book and i was like oh it's ready player one they're talking about like making a somewhere for everybody to go um because the the world outside is so bad and that's like the the gist of ready player one so that's a cool idea to make that into a video game somebody should have done that years ago so yeah on a on a side note i do know the second book is coming out yes. if i believe yeah this fall uh, i'm pumped 
yeah, uh, you know, I kind of feel bad that the only thing that I've ever seen of that Ready Player One is the movie, and apparently, it's, yeah. uh, it's, look, I I had fun. I, yeah, I I don't care about all that other stuff. I saw a Gundam, and I'm like, anime, we good. <laughs> I'm not like I read the book, and I really enjoyed the book, but I'm not a book purist, right? So like, I can read the book, and I can see the movie, and enjoy the movie for what it is. They did leave out a lot of stuff, but I still enjoyed the movie, so I like them both. Yeah. And then they showed off Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which personally for me is the game I'm most excited for. I've talked about how much I've liked Assassin's Creed Odyssey and its faults on this podcast a lot. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla goes ahead and shrinks the map up, is going to, you know, it's going to make it a much easier experience to where I'm not trying to fast travel around everywhere. And I will be very happy that load screens are at a minimum. Because if they can make, if if Assassin's Creed Valhalla just like downloads the screen and I just pop in and out and teleport to, from viewpoint to viewpoint, it would be great. Because Odyssey did have a big problem with it's so big and vet and it's such a big game just in general that you know I'm waiting at the loading screen uh, when the game first starts up for five minutes. <laughs> until everything loads up and because i have all the dlc too it's got to download all that Mm -hmm. but i'm excited for the viking i i love mythology i love greek mythology i'm a white girl for it and norse mythology i got into after god of war yeah for ps4 and i'm really excited to see how far they go with the mythology portion in assassin's creed valhalla and and I, I told this to you, but during the stream, and I'm not sure if anybody else noticed this, but it seemed like there were better animations for a character being dragged by a wolf or better animations just in general. I'm not sure if that's what they were streaming to show or whether or not that's like a next-gen console kind of showing how everything looks a lot smoother and and how everything can be tightened up in a real big way. Yeah. They in Assassin's Creed Valhalla they showed more about the like the decisions of course are a big thing again you making decisions which it pretty much you know if you put Assassin's Creed in a Mass Effect universe or space it would be Mass Effect now yeah with all the decisions you're making and they really put an emphasis on you now going to like take siege to castles where it's these big battle events instead of how in Odyssey where you were just on a battlefield just fighting people this is more like siege you take a ram destroy the castle wall and then you know plunder and kill everything in your path (laughs) yeah so i have not finished any assassin's creed game i think we established that before and every (laughs) time an assassin's creed game comes out i do give it a a good shot um because they seem to interest me but there's some things that they said and kind of came across in the demo that made me a little bit more excited for this one. One obviously is Vikings. So that's pretty cool Two, the idea that it's a shorter experience is a plus for me. Cause I feel like the Assassin's Creed games go on too long. Um, the idea of plundering villages and then using that to build up your own village for whatever reason is super cool to me. And I like, I was like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to build up my own village. And then the last and most important thing is dual wielding shields. So that sounds super fun. I want to run around with two shields because that looks stupid. And I think it would be a lot of fun. So like, those are the things I was like, oh, you know what? I actually, maybe I am excited for this game. And maybe this is the one that I finish. 
if it's not, you know, 95 hours of nonsense. If it's like a solid 20 or 30, that's all I need. Let me build my village. Give me a shorter experience. I'm in. Yeah, they did mention that you will be able to change um, gender at will in this game. You'll be able to usually, and and it's how it worked in Odyssey is you picked between the two main characters, Cassandra or Alexios, and that was it. You couldn't change for the rest of the game. They're now promoting and saying that you're able to change gender between the two heroes at any point that you want in Valhalla. So I think think that's a fun thing, especially considering that, you know, I picked Alexios for Odyssey, and a lot of people told me that Cassandra was better for it. Toward the end, I kind of understood what they were saying about it. So, you know, if, if you feel the need and, you know, maybe think that, you know, the other the other character would play a better part of what you're doing, you can just switch at will, which is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then uh, we don't have a lot of impressions of it, but there is the trailer for Far Cry 6. Yep. I haven't played Far Cry since 3. You've been missing out. Now three was a good one. Four was okay. Five I didn't. Five was the only one that I haven't finished besides Primal. I don't count those side ones. Um, <laughs> but three I think is the pinnacle, right? I think that's where it was at its best. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, obviously, just from the cinematic trailer here, so we don't have a whole lot to go off of. But you got a villain who is, you know, he's the villain from Breaking Bad, so I have to be excited for that. Um. So it, yeah, seems like, it seems like a cool idea. Yeah, the villain is played by Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, um, he's great. So it's it's definitely he definitely looks like he's going to play a big part of it, which I'm excited for. It's just a matter of and I guess what gets me in this game is it takes place in a prevalently Spanish speaking culture, mm-hmm. whether, you know, there's you know, libre, you know, libre, uh, libertad and mm-hmm. all that. And like the Spanish stuff. So a part of me wants to give it a shot just cause it's going to have more of a Spanish setting, which I've mentioned on the podcast before, you know, anything Spanish, I just kind of eat it right up for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. So I, I will probably end up waiting to play this game uh, until for next gen. It's going to be the same thing with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I, we're starting to get to the point now in this gen- generation where for me, I really only see me buying for the next gen for, you know, this current gen of consoles, Ghost Shishima comes mm-hmm. out this Friday yep. and Mar, Mar- uh, like Nintendo is different because we don't see another console coming out from them at least this year. Right. So switch, I'll continue to buy, but at, at this point in the console's lifespan, I have to start wondering, okay, is there going to be a PS5 version? Do I just wait for that? Because at that point, you know, the, the PS5 version of uh, of Far Cry 6 will be $60 and it'll be the definitive way to play it. Right. I think, like, I say the same thing to myself, but I also look at it as, you know, these games, Far Cry, I think, comes out next year, right? So I think that's going to be a next-gen game anyway for me, but... Like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, if they do come out before Next Gen comes out, I would like to think that I'm like, oh, I'll just wait and hold out and play it on Next Gen. But also, part of me knows myself too well, and I'm gonna be, you know, the day those come out, being like, you know what, <laughs> I could, play, I could play that now. Um, and if I do do that, then the free upgrade isn't gonna matter because, yeah. because yeah. I'm not gonna play through it again. We we both know that once we beat. You know, you're not going to if you beat Assassin's Creed on the PS4, I highly doubt you're going to play through the whole thing again on the PS5 just because it looks better. 
unless they just yeah. had a ton of stuff, which I don't see yeah. them doing. And in Far Cry's case, like obviously I think that's going to be a next gen thing. They have to change some stuff around because between three and five, they have not changed anything. Like it's the same game every time, just in a different location. And that's why when I got to five, I was so burnt out that I didn't finish it because it's just the same thing. Like, here's your outpost. Go clear the outpost. Here's your missions. It's open world. You can get a little crazy. You can burn the you can burn the grass down if you want to do that. It's just they don't change anything. So I'm interested in the story wise version of it, but they got to give me some upgrades on gameplay here. Yeah, the you know, I want to believe myself, too, and that I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> you know, you, you know, well, like I could see myself for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Sure, I could probably do that. Uh, and pro and probably get it on PS4, and then you know, as long as the upgrade's free, you know, I, I wouldn't mind doing it. Right. It's it's just a matter of the. Hmm. <laughs> Are you really? If there's like, let's say there's like a month difference between it coming out on PS4 and PS5. Are you gonna wait that month and not play this game that you could be playing just to play it on next gen? Because I don't think I will. I guess it depends on if I'm playing something or not. True. You know, yeah. the, you know, right now I have, you know, my PS4 and all of my new consoles set up in my living room where my, where my gaming TV is, I'm going to call it. Yeah. And once that, once the next gen consoles come out and if everything's just coming out for next gen that, and <laughs> I, I want to wait. I've, I I want to, but the, yeah, I, I don't know myself well enough to know that I can or not. Right. And I, I'm in a little bit different position than you are because obviously like I still use Gamefly. So these games are going to come out. I'm going to have them in my queue and Gamefly, please sponsor me. But you know, like I'm going to have them in there and more than likely they'll probably get sent to me before next gen comes out anyway. So I'll yeah. probably play them. But I also me personally, I'm not going to spend if I'm going to spend $60 or 70 on Assassin's Creed, I will do it next gen. I will wait. But if I can get it through Gamefly, then I will play it early. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not as excited for that or Watch Dogs. If it was a big game that I really wanted to play, I'm probably going to buy it as soon as I can. Like, like Cyberpunk, right? If that comes mm -hmm. out before next gen, I'm probably going to buy it. But... Hey. That may not. It may be at the same time, so we may not have to worry about that one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like overall impressions of the conference, I was really disappointed. Yeah. I was hoping for to see newer games that they were going to be bringing out because they they don't have a lot this year, just in general. And I wanted to see, you know, a new something Ghost Recon, something Splinter Cell. Yeah. People have been enough. begging for that, and the forced stealth genre is almost and it's i guess it's not forced because in splinter cell you could go like if if you failed the stealth you would just get mobbed by enemies and you could still live but that type of game is something where not that's not being made as much anymore you know people are craving that type of genre and splinter cell was the best you know was really the best at it yeah so it was you know i i wanted i wanted to be wowed by the games they were showing off and the far cry 6 trailer ended up just being something that was leaked anyway yeah so <laughs> so did the assassin's creed gameplay though 
Yeah. That leaked early as well. Mm -hmm. On like a super side note, though, give me your impressions on the PS4 boxes, the game cases. I like them. I think okay. I think it looks fine. The blue looks fine. The gray. I thought I cool. I think I like it. You know, they're... I mean, the blue cases are the same, right? Yeah, the, the blue yeah. them set the, the blue around the case is the same. The gray is meant to, you know, match the white outline of the right. PS five. I I think they look fine, you know. Yeah. I I don't judge game cases that much just because I barely look at them. Yeah, you know, I have a game cases on a wall that, you know, I can see what games I'm picking from, but it's not like I'm staring at it and holding <laughs> it like, oh, it's a piece of art. <laughs> I like a definitive I like a definitive color change between console generations. So like between 360 and Xbox One, it was the Xbox One had a darker green, right? And then the PS3 was clear um, and red. I think some of them are red and then they went to blue. So I guess in, I was kind of hoping for a different color. And I, re I was actually kind of hoping for like an all black case. I think that would be cool. Um, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. It's just for me, since I have like way too many older generation games in here with me, I like that I can look at the color of the case and be like, you know, well, that's 360 or that's PS3 or that's, you know, Sega over there in those big black boxes. But it, it doesn't matter. It's a cool. I like the white and black of the PS4 logo. That's cool. But now we just wait and see if Xbox changes it to like red or something. <laughs> yeah. So, Craig, uh, other than the Ubisoft conference, did you end up having anything else for I news? Have, I have one side piece of news that we definitely have to talk about because I was pretty overwhelmingly happy about. Um, did you see the NES Lego console? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I enjoy Legos. I enjoy putting Legos together. And they have been they came out with I think it's out or may not be out yet. They had like the Mario set that had come out where you could like move him along and it makes noise and stuff. So they are coming out with a, a set, a Lego set. It's about 2,800 pieces and it makes a 80 style TV. It makes the Nintendo entertainment system console. It makes the super Mario brothers cartridge, which you can put into the console It makes a controller. And then you make like a, uh, the screen for the TV has a crank on the side of the TV that makes it move. And then the Mario is attached oh to it. Oh, my God. And it, did you look it up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, the big thing here about this, because I'm super excited about this. If you pair that with the uh, other Mario thing that they're coming out with, and there's a spot on the top of the TV that you can put the Mario on, and he will play the World 1-1 sound effects while you're cranking the, the TV on the screen. So it's kind of hard to explain on an audio podcast, but if you look it up, you'll see what I mean. I'm so excited for this because it's it looks so cool. Like, it's such a cool idea. And I like I have to have it and like I'm going to pre-order it. It comes out August 1st, I believe. So it's not that far off. Um, I think it's two hundred and twenty dollars, two hundred and thirty dollars, something like that. But it's one of the cooler Lego sets I've seen for sure. Yeah, this is nuts. <laughs> Looking at it, like, yeah, th th this is this is cool nuts. Like, yeah, this is, this is definitely a lot of work. Yeah, like of course it is. Yep. But this, ah, uh, man, this is such a cool <laughs> set piece too. Like, this is something that like not everybody wants Legos displayed in their house, but this is one that I think you could proudly display in your house, right? Like, this oh, yeah. is cool. And then people look at it and be like, "Hold on, let me do the crank so you can see how cool it looks." 
but uh yeah i they just announced that i think yesterday and i'm gonna be i don't know if i can pre-order it yet but if i can i'm gonna be doing that yeah, it's, it doesn't say you can pre-order it yet, but you can add it, you know, add it to your wish list. Right. I, I imagine this is going to be something that's very popular. Yeah, wow. I have a feel like it's going to sell out quick and it's going to be hard to get a hold of. So, but right. anyway, well, that's it for our new segment this yep. week. We were able to get a decent amount of news in, uh, especially with the Ubisoft podcast. And we'll have a lot more fun next week. Just trust me on that one. Yep. And now we're going to get to games played, which... I dabbled in some games, you know, I, I did, a, I did a little gaming. <laughs> That's always good when you do a little gaming, not a yeah, lot, you know, a little. Yeah, I, I dabbled in some games. Okay. So for me, I just want to, uh, I just want to talk about, I got back into Days Gone. I've been able to play a couple of hours since I got into the first two hours of it. Mm-hmm. And the game for me, you know, I'm, I really don't care all about, you know, the, them making your decision and picking your dialogue. I just wish sometimes that games would do something for me instead of um, making me do that. Cause almost all games are like, Oh, you get to choose the response. You get to be an asshole if you want to. (laughs) And it's just like, I get it, but I don't care uh, because so many games are doing that now, but it is such a different game from the last of us two that I'm finding myself having a lot more fun with it. Uh, What they do with, the zombies in that game is fun. The traversing in a motorcycle and making sure it stays upgraded and has gases. I think, I think it's fun. It's a fun way to traverse the world. And I'm not that far into the game, so I'm not sure how many characters or anything like that, that I'll be having to deal with. But the, the game is not as stressful to me as (laughs) the last of us too, yeah. which is something I need before I end up trying to play, you know, the most stressful game of the year, Paper Mario and the mm-hmm. Origami. Yep, that's a stressful one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah the only, I didn't finish Days Gone either. I don't remember how far I got into it. I remember being a little irritated with that opening scene trying to chase the guy on the motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, that was a little annoying, but from what I remember from what I played, I didn't think it was a terrible game at all. It got a lot of bad rap, and I don't think it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I did play Little Town Hero. Yes. Uh, yes, you've from, done it. <laughs> from Game Freaks of Pokemon fame. Like, yeah, have they done anything besides Pokemon? They came out with another game. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but this is this is not their first time okay. doing a non-Pokemon game. So the whole thing of this game takes place in the town. You never leave the town. Um, Hence the name Little Town Hero. The combat is interesting. So it is turn based. But when you start a fight, you have you don't have attacks. You have thoughts Um, and you pick through your thoughts and your thoughts have an attack and a defense rating. And so do your enemies. So you're trying to match up like if your enemy is using an attack that's a two power, you want your defense to be at least two or else they'll take out your thought. And if they take out all your thoughts and they have extra thoughts left over, this is super confusing to explain. Um, then I'm they... like, I wish my thoughts were that powerful. Dang. <laughs> yeah. If, if you or the, your, your opponent can get rid of all your thoughts and still have another thought to attack you with, then it will hit you and you have hearts. So it kind of reminds me of magic, the gathering. I don't know if you ever played magic, the gathering, but like the whole thing with that was like you lay your your cards down 
and if they can break through your your cards that you have then they actually attack you and you have like a life pool this is kind of the same deal except like your opponent will have like three hearts so it obviously doesn't take as long as a game of magic the gathering uh but also you can go to in the middle of fights you can go to uh, other people in the town that are nearby and get thoughts from them to get more ideas on how to battle it's an interesting idea um it just for me it was a, not confusing but i wasn't really digging it and also it's the year 2020 why are we not doing voice acting uh <laughs> the whole thing did the new pokemon have voice acting i can't remember no okay no po- pokemon have voice acting huh <laughs> and you know you don't i guess it's not a necessity but don't do the annoying like weird noises when they talk you know what i'm talking about yeah like the <laughs> like i don't need that just don't do anything so that like immediately i was like oh boy here we go so it's not the game for me uh it's different i just don't think it's that great so it, i'm i like that they're trying something besides pokemon but i just this ain't it bro <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it uh speaking of pokemon i was going to mention this later but i have been playing minecraft uh <laughs> And it is the Pixelmon mod. And I'm still playing my Nuzlocke through Shield right now. Mm-hmm. And my I've been playing this with my brother. And I'm having a decent amount of fun playing through the Pixel mod for Minecraft. The What it is, is it's the regular Minecraft world and all of its crafting and doing all of that stuff. But in this, you know, you can make Pokeballs and catch Pokemon as well and then you can battle people battle pokemon in the wild there's definitely some clankiness to it it's definitely not as polished as of course pokemon games are Mm -hmm. but i'm kind of enjoying it one just because there's such a wide variety of pokemon like there's all the way from first generation all the way up to the latest you know sword and shield generation and i'm having uh that's been a lot of fun uh, the the only real thing that I hated about it is there was no kind of direction in the in all of the Pokemon games. You know, you get kind of told where to go uh, throughout the entire game. You know, there's a bit of free roaming and exploring and catching Pokemon. In Pixelmon, you literally just spawn, and you have no idea which way to go or where to go, for that matter. So when my brother and I first loaded up we spent 45 minutes just trying to find something uh a village so we can heal our pokemon and because the minecraft world is so big which sometimes i'm astounded it's as big as it is uh we finally found a center we were finally able to start farming everything and that's when the game started to get fun but not a lot of people have the patience to wait 45 minutes for a game to grab their attention right so that's that's my big the big thing that i didn't like is it took us 45 minutes to start getting into the quote-unquote meat of uh the pixelmon for minecraft okay i've never even heard of this but also i'm not big into the minecraft world so it doesn't surprise me that i haven't heard of it but i like pokemon so minecraft's okay (laughs) (laughs) minecraft i just i just got bored i just i don't know i the creation thing just didn't work for me, but it's cool the the things that people can do. And obviously something like this is cool that they came up with it. Uh, uh, okay. So I knocked a lit uh, game off my backlog finally, and I feel real good about it. I beat Detroit become human. Yes. And, and, and <laughs> it feel, felt really, really weird 
playing through this game right now because there's such a big focus on like uh riot not i guess rioting and uh peaceful protesting and all that kind of mixed in there i'm like oh well this kind of is a little more realistic than it would have been when it first came out and i honestly now that i've played through it and we had talked and we both have you know pretty different endings that we got i yeah. don't i don't really get the hate that this game got because i had a lot of fun with it there was a little bit of time in the middle that i was like all right this is going on a little too long but i mean it's a pretty good sci-fi story i thought you know like the characters were fun um you know the action set pieces were done very well even like just the talking between characters was good i enjoyed all the characters in the game um yeah, I just don't understand why everybody hated it so much. And, you know, maybe I was missing something or maybe they got a different story than I did. But I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad I went back and played through all of it or else I would have missed out on it. Yeah, I, I don't much understand the hate for the game either. Like even now, because that whole collection is available on Steam now, mm -hmm. you can end up... Um, I'm seeing this thing called like Twitch plays. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Detroit become human. Mm -hmm. And it's some of the funniest stuff I've seen. <laughs> uh, so it's, I, I don't get why people hate this game as much. I thought it was just fun. Cause it, it's just like a really dramatic movie. It's yeah. a longer type movie and you're interacting with this movie. I know a lot of people have problems with the narrative bits, right? Uh, but if... I think originally there, the issues that people were having are like, oh, you're trying, you know, you're comparing these uh, androids and wanting their freedom to slavery. And, you know, I, I mean, he is right. That's what he's going for here. They literally say that they're slaves, right? They're they want to be free from slavery. They want to be able to have their own lives and, and live on their own and not have to only work for humans. But I didn't think it was in a disrespectful way. I just think it was a you know, a sci-fi narrative, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, the hatred for that game, I don't get much of it just because yeah. I, I guess it doesn't take a lot to entertain me. And yeah. that game entertained me. I had a lot of fun with Heavy Rain. Yeah. I never did finish Beyond Two Souls, which that's like, that could be an entire thing on its own of why I never finished that game. <laughs> but um, Detroit Become Human, I liked the whole, I, I liked the entire story and something hit me too when and this is a spoiler when you finish the game depending on the ending there's mm -hmm. when you first start up the game there's this robot yep. or one of the androids that comes in starts telling you all the menu options right and you start to play the game after you finish the game for me the android became sentient was like oh hey i'm not really cool doing this anymore do you <laughs> care if i leave yep and i just said yes yep and then she walks off screen yeah, and that's it her, you never see her again and yeah, that, I, I, that like totally reminds me like there's a lot going on with that title screen and that's a big part of it when she asked you if she can leave and i was like oh wow that's that's really cool like i thought that was a cool touch but also like when i first started playing again like i turned it on and i had reinstalled it and immediately when i turned it on like when you get to that title screen she just kind of looks at you and goes oh hey i haven't seen you for a while what have you been up to and i was like what <laughs> And, you know, that's like little stuff. And I don't know if you got like the one time I turned it on and asked if it could give me a survey. I don't know if you ever got that or not. I don't remember. It's been a while, but I had no idea that the game like did that. that that's, yeah. that's cool. That's like, awesome. It's little stuff like that. That's really cool. And, you know, like 
I've played other games where they're like, hey, you haven't been on in a while or something. But it was just like a nice little touch for like that's supposed to be, I guess, your personal Android. Right. When you start the game, just yeah. be like, hey, I haven't seen you in a bit. I don't know. Like it's all done very, very well. And the game looks good. The presentation's good. It's movie quality. So I had yeah. a good time. Uh, other than that, you know, it's going to be kind of things we mentioned. I'm back into Osu, which, you know, I'm trying to get, I want to get better at this rhythm game. And because yep. I have no idea if Fuser's going to do it for me, yeah. I'm just, pre- I am prepared to, I'm going all in on Osu. Uh, we, I've been playing Apex Legends as well. You know, we, Craig and I are killing it. We killed yep. it yesterday in yep. uh, Apex Legends. And then just one other tiny thing I need to mention and, I I know that it may be later down the line that the creators hear this, but for Total War Warhammer 2, I love this freaking game. But I cannot get over the fact that I cannot play this game online with my brother and we just experience desync after desync after desync. And we've made it through 50 some odd turns of playing this game. And we hit this one battle where all the thing does is desync. You can't go any further. How can you... How does anybody expect like somebody to go through and put in four or five hours of the game? And then no matter what we do, we're just desyncing at the same point. I now have to, my brother and I are slowly coming to the, slowly coming to like realization that we're just going to have to restart and start a whole new campaign. Yeah. Which isn't really fair. Right. And this whole desyncing stuff, like this game has been out for a long time. Why is this still a thing? (laughs) How have you not? How have you not updated this so it happens less or provide me, provide me a support team that can not that they need to like go in and fix it, but this isn't something that should even be happening anymore. Total war, uh, total war Warhammer two. I love this game and I want to love it even more. But if, if this desyncing is going to continue to cause this huge problem with me, then why would I ever play another game of, Uh, of this campaign because i'm always going to have the fear of putting in let's say i put in now twice twice the amount i get to turn 100 and the thing desyncs and it stops working and i just keep desyncing in the same spot like it is absolutely you can't that can't be happening anymore star you know star wars the fallen order was a mess when it first came out but they at least fixed it Mm -hmm. how come this isn't (laughs) fixed yet and i guess this is my little rant (laughs) for the yep. for the month but like I've, uh, this just frustrates me so much because it's a game i like so much and if if we continue to try this for another two weeks and all me and my brother do is get desynced at the same battle at the same time you know then what what else are we supposed to do why why would i spend more time in that game if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to worry about desyncing and hitting a point where I can't go further anymore. Yeah, developers fix it. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Just fix for it. him. Only for him. Nobody else. Yep. Just I <laughs> my brother and I were the only two that get the update. This yep. is how it's gonna roll. Uh <laughs> we we won't give this update to anybody else. Yes. Uh Unless, you know, you want more people to play your game, which I guess you could then release it to the public so that way more people don't have to worry about desyncing. Because I I looked at the pages when this started happening, and people still have the problem to this day 
Of yeah, that's not a good look. Thing in that. Yeah, and, and having that kind of stuff. And I get it. The Total War Saga has all these different franchises that they're doing, but it, the desyncing stuff, both me and him are hardwired to the internet. Yeah. And we've tested our internet, and when it goes down, our it's not like one of our internets are dropping dramatically. And... If, if if there's nothing that seems to be wrong on our side, then it's something on the game side. So the game has to figure it out. And I don't know the code. I can't just start typing code into the game and get it fixed. <laughs> That's not how this works. True. I'm not, I'll admit, I'm not as smart of a man as game developers, and I probably would, would never be, but that's that's the kind of stuff and uh, it's the kind of thing where if they come out with a Warhammer 3, you know, wh- why would I buy that game if it's going to have the same problems? True. You know, uh, going into a game that has aged well, I uh, because I'm so excited for the Tony Hawk remaster to come out, and I'm also pretty excited and already pre-ordered Skater XL, which comes out in about 10 days. I fell down the skate three hole again, and it's been so great. Uh, I never <laughs> I haven't played it since, you know, I've played it on the 360. So playing on the Xbox One X and 4K up res and it looks if I'm going to use skater terms, buttery, um, look buttery. Great. It's so good. It looks fantastic. It honestly looks like a Xbox One game, not a 360 game. Um, and, you know, it, it's a completely different game from a Tony Hawk game. Uh, Whereas with Tony Hawk, like you're literally spamming tricks to get your score up Uh, with skate. It's always been like the cleaner the line, the more points you get. So like if you can do like a solid flip trick into a long grind, you're going to get more points than if you do like flip trick into a grind, flip trick, grind, flip trick, grind manual out. Like you don't get as many points because they want it to be more realistic. And like I found myself some nights just like not even doing any of the, uh, I guess, missions or any of the competitions and just literally rolling around and just skating and just having like the best time. And I don't know why I've fallen back down into this skateboarding game hole, I guess, because all these ones are coming out. But it's so relaxing to me. And like, that's just what I've been spending most of my time doing. If I'm not playing, like if we're not playing Apex, I'm probably playing Skate 3. Um, The soundtrack was good on that. Uh, It's funny when I first loaded it up, and like my saved character was still in there and it was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's such a good game. I'm so excited for Skate 4 now, whenever that comes out, which probably won't be for a while. But I'll be all over that. And then hopefully Skater XL can fill some of that itch for me until the Tony Hawk game comes out. But man, Skate 3 is such a good game. I love that, <laughs> I love that game so much. <laughs> yeah, that was... I've. I never got into the classic Tony Hawks, but I do remember like one of the Tony Hawks game for PS3. Mm-hmm. I just remember just spamming triple kick flips, <laughs> yeah. spamming triple heel flips, landing, you know, make twists and spinning yep. around like crazy. Like that game, those games were fun because they were kind of just this, this playground of audacity at this point. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you were just kind of spamming tricks and doing all these nutso things to get your score up and to, and to get your special meter to do, you know, some special trick. Yeah. Where Skate was one of the games where I actually, you know, I actually felt the same way you did. It's not about spamming. Right. It's uh, 
it's more about you know landing a trick you know coming out of it into a grind and then landing another trick and then trying to continue that line through yeah you know doing manuals and that kind of thing because i remember through tony hawk i i never manualed much uh <laughs> But and I remember doing it a lot more in skate because it was a way to chain everything together and get some really stupid scores. Yeah, like in Tony Hawk, whenever you do a trick, if you land and you don't manual, like your combo ends. But in skate, they give you like your combo is just your line. So like you can land your trick and, you know, roll for a little bit, get a push and then go into another trick and still have your multiplier, which is nice. And like when I first started playing skate three again, that's what I'm saying, like. I was spamming tricks and I was like, man, I, why aren't my scores going up that well? And then I was like, oh, wait, let me go back. Like, let me pull this kick flip to tail slide. Let me land that. And then up oh, there's another ledge. Let me, you know, 360 flip to blunt slide. And, and then, you know, there's my three times multiplier. So it's just so it's so satisfying because, you know, they're trying to get you to skate like you actually would not like Tony Hawk where you're doing 900s off the ground. <laughs> and and then you end up taking that grind out into a pop it shove it where you get another push and then you get yep. your special meter up and you're doing a dark you know you're doing this dark slide front side you yep. know uh weird grind it's it's fun it's fun stuff i'm i'm excited to see because I, I think i've grown out of skating games i don't know if i would I, I don't know if i would get back into them i don't know i haven't played them in a long time yeah so I'm interested to see what the community brings out because I just think watching people do like insane trick scores and everything like that are just fun. Yeah. You know, uh, when it came to, you know, one of my favorite types of that game was Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder. Yeah. Uh, you know, that game, that game was just fun to go and watch people do insane trick combos and get these insane trick uh, score multipliers. I'm. I'm really interested to see what the new Tony Hawk remakes do. And I'm interested to see, you know, three years down the line, probably remember this day. I three years, three years, better not be skate four. I'm getting a year, a year tops. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Okay. Two years tops. That's what they get. Okay. If you can go for the two years, I can get the three. I'll take it. All right. That's fair. But uh, those are the games I played this week, and if you have any others, you can go ahead. Nope, that's it. All right, so then we're going to go ahead Yep, get to our movie slash shows, which I'll go over the two things that I've watched that I know we both haven't watched, because we both watched The Old Guard Mm -hmm. this week from Netflix. So where for shows and movies this week, I watched Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. I had never seen Hamilton, and never really bought into all the hype that it was with. Um, after talking to you last week about Hamilton and how your wife and kid are now what, you know, seem to be watching it two times a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Hamilton. I'm not a musical guy. At least I don't think I am. Uh, but Hamilton was fun. The songs were fun. There was fun rap songs. I enjoyed all of the cast. I know Lynn manuel Miranda, who plays Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. in the musical, doesn't have, like, the biggest... Like, he's not the best singer by any means right? Uh, on that. But it's just... It is a really fun and enjoyable musical that kept my attention. And I do know, like, this is a fictional tale based on real characters. Yeah. So... It's a good way to learn history. 
Yeah, and I'm just uh, I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought Hamilton was. I can see why people really like Hamilton and why they get into all of it. I just could never. Um, I could never understand the people that are watching it multiple times a day. Yeah. Like the music's good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. That's what a Spotify playlist is for. That's true. Don't get me and wrong. Then, my, my family listens to that as well. <laughs> it's not like they're not doing both because they're definitely doing both. Uh, and then the next thing for me, and this is coming out of left field for probably a lot of people. Uh, I have been binging the Pokemon journey series on Netflix. No way. Yeah, I know. Pokemon <laughs> Pixelmon replaying Pokemon. Why just not watch Pokemon? Yeah. And I am surprisingly loving it. Um, I I hadn't watched Pokemon, you know, since I was a child. You know, I, I've grown with Pokemon at this point where it started out in my generation. I've played all the games I've watched. I... I watched as much of the anime as I could until I became a teenager and then kind of stopped from there. But the Netflix original series, it brings it brings me back to that first season when I was first watching uh, Pokemon in the first uh, in the first season of it, just because within within the second episode, there are ties to um, Pokemon 2000, which I remember as a kid, there are ties to when. Uh, the original theme song and they don't play it, but there are scenes from the theme song okay. in there. And it's a throwback to people who have watched it when they were younger. And there's even another, and during the episode, there's, there's a scene where if you remember the first episode of Pokemon, you know, they teased Ho-Ho and that was, that was something that nobody knew what it was. You know, it was this mythical Pokemon. And in this series, they tie back to that. Ash actually remembers all of that. And I just think, I just think it's so cool. And the characters, uh, like it's usually a trio with Ash and two other people, Ash with Misty and Brock, Ash with Tracy and Misty, and then all of the other side characters that I honestly haven't seen in long enough to remember. But the, uh, the trio here, is go like right now it's just a duo it's ash and go this season and i'm pretty sure i know who the third character will be but i'll let you guys find that out through watching this through watching the the episodes Mm -hmm. but go is like almost a side you know is almost his main character in his own right you know he he actually has you know other things that he wants to complete that are similar to ashes that tie them together and make both of them you know their interactions a lot of fun i know People are like, holy, why is he talking about Pokemon? <laughs> but if I, I seriously do believe if you watch the original series and you grew up on Pokemon, you will appreciate this Netflix special okay. or the Netflix season. There's good animation. The voice acting's pretty good. Jesse and James are a little weird, um, especially, especially because James's voice actor isn't the same, so he sounds a little different. But I've grown to love it, and I just think I've got two episodes left, and... I can't wait for another season. I just, right. uh, I'm really surprised with the, this, uh, with how much I'm enjoying it and how I'm like getting stupid goosebumps <laughs> for when they relate it to the original anime that, you know, you, I, I watched when I was a kid that I still remember so vividly to this day. Yeah, that's cool. I saw it on there. I definitely want to check it out because I enjoyed the, you know, the original Pokemon series when it was on TV when I was a lot younger and also the movies. So, 
I definitely do want to check it out. Yeah, they're the second episode, like that that's it. If the <laughs> second episode is what grabbed me. The first episode actually has to do with Ash's Pikachu's origins. Okay. So you know where you now he's not just a Pikachu that Ash got, you know, it was a Pikachu that had its own backstory. But I'll stop gushing about this series. <laughs> if if you're an old time Pokemon fan, you grew up with this stuff, watch this series, you're gonna appreciate it and and I guarantee you, you're going to appreciate it and love it. I, okay. I really do. Two thumbs up. Yes. The, I've, I know I don't talk about movies very vividly or mm-hmm. TV shows very vividly on this podcast. You tend to be more the movie guy. Sure. But this, this series, you know, is something that I've been watching two episodes every morning. I watched another episode when I, uh, when I got back home from work today, <laughs> I, it's, that's it's, the sign of a good show when you can't wait to binge through it. So exactly. And even if it is a kid show, this, uh, this, and I've said it a million times already, I grew up with Pokemon and that's why the other series, the, and especially the newer ones kind of lacked that connection that I used to have with Pokemon. This has rekindled it all together. Cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. I'm excited to watch it. All right, those were the two things I watched yep. that I know we both haven't seen. So I'll let you go into what everything you've watched. All right, so we obviously we both watched Old Guard, so we'll do that last. Um, yeah. The only other thing I watched was I watched a movie called Relic, and it was uh, suggested to me. Uh, it is a it is a horror movie. Um, I would say it's more of it tends to lean more towards on suspenseful horror instead of like jump scare type horror. Um, it has to do with dementia, basically. Um, it's a take on dementia. It's, you know, a mom and daughter going to, you know, the her mom slash grandmother's house because nobody's seen her in a couple of days. And they go and, you know, don't find her for a couple of days. She ends up coming back to the house. And there's a lot of stuff that happens in the house. Um, the main thing is this grandmother is afraid of her closet. And, you know, they end up checking out the closet and finding that there's a separate hallway in the closet. You go down this hallway and it just basically turns into a whole nother house. Um, and they get kind of lost in there and they can't get out. Um, again, going with a dementia type thing that the grandmother's going with. Um, there's a lot going on and it's a movie that you could really go back and watch a second time and probably find some creepy stuff in the background of shots that you didn't even see. I noticed like three or four, but I'm sure there's more that I probably just totally missed. So I'll probably check it out again just to see if I notice anything else. Um, it does have, you know, it's it's very tense. Um, there's a lot going on with the grandmother. She gets slowly more and more crazy, starts attacking the mom and daughter. Um, you know, them being, you know, there's a part where the daughter goes down this hallway first and ends up in this other side of the house, which is inside the walls of the actual house. And as she goes farther and farther on, not only can she not figure out how to get back, but every time she turns around, the wall is getting closer to her um, in the hallway. And also as she goes forward, the walls are coming down and it's getting smaller and smaller. So you get that whole like claustrophobia feel on there. And it was pretty cool. Um, definitely unnerving to watch the ending. Uh, I don't want to. I'm unnerved <laughs> listening to you talk about this. It, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like, uh, they had a big thing with like mold. Um, I, again, assuming it has to do at least my take was just the deteriorating of the grandmother's mind. So like her house is just slowly covering more and more in mold. So if you think about 
if you're going down a hallway, you can't figure out how to get out. When you turn around, the walls are getting closer to you, but the more you go on, there's more mold and it's getting smaller and smaller and you're just slowly, you know, getting choked out, I guess. Um, the ending without giving it away, because I don't want to, it's kind of important. I don't know that I got what they were going for uh, with it, but I think I get the general idea. But I think there's some other meaning that I might have to maybe Google and see what they were actually going for. But I really, really liked it. I enjoy horror movies. I think we've said that before. I know you don't. Um, but this isn't a movie that is going to make you jump. This is just a movie that as it goes on and on, you're just going to get more and more creeped out until the end. And, you know, it does have a little bit of a slow start. I think the first like 15, 20 minutes, I was like, ah, I don't know if this is any good. But once it gets going, I had a I had a good time with it. So I know you don't watch horror movies, so I won't recommend it to you. But if you're in the <laughs> <laughs> if you want to check out something that would just unnerve you instead of jump scare you, it's it's a good movie. I really, really liked it. OK. And then we as, can do old said, guard. You, Go yeah, ahead. As, I just want to mention you explaining that movie like and I'm I, I'm a bit of a claustrophobic person. Yeah. Like you explaining that like hallway thing to me. I'm uh -huh. sitting here in my back <laughs> tensing up. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, yeah. that was the part that I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. All right. So the old guard of. Uh, definitely definitely probably the netflix original that kind of took took all the spotlight this week yep uh for for a lot of it um just straight out the gate i think it's a good movie i really yeah. enjoyed it uh the Charlize theron who's really good at action just kills it again in this movie yep. uh i thought her side characters were were pretty were pretty cool i liked the nile um i like nile yeah the and I'm not talking about the Nile River. I'm talking about the character in the Nile. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, the the men in the series kind of take a uh, kind of take a side seat to what um, Andy, who is the character uh, Charlie Theron plays, and Niles' bonding of it. Um, how it goes is pretty much um, Andy leads a team of three other guys named Booker, Joe, and Nikki. Yep. Uh, are these immortal soldiers is what we're, they, they really don't get too much into the, I guess the meat of it, but these soldiers have, you know, this group of soldiers has stayed the same since about a millennia, since the crusades yeah. pretty much. And these people just kind of heal themselves whenever they get injured or die or break a bone or anything like that. And I have to say the CGI and the visual effects for when they're healing themselves especially for Nile at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're talking gonna... about her leg and her arm. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> when, and I won't spoil what happens at the end because I think it's, I think it's something you need to see for yourself, but the effects when she starts healing herself, I think are done really well. Yeah. It's not something that's too gross, but it's something that kind of shends, you know, it's kind of like, ugh, like yeah. your I body should fix in itself. This movie can be like, there's some gore in this movie. Um, like uh, when she gets shot, you know, at one point she gets shot in the head and heals. Right. Yep. <laughs> so she has a hole in her head. But I appreciated that it'd be very easy to take this and be like, oh, they're they're just a copy of Wolverine because Wolverine just heals himself. But I appreciate the fact that these guys can still die. They just come back. So it's not like they can they're getting shot and like, you know, how even though they do do a scene where like they're pushing bullets out of their body, like Wolverine does, it's not immediate. 
So, you know, they get shot and they do die. And then they come back, you know, a couple minutes later. I like that small thing to make it be like, no, they can still get killed. They just take longer to heal. They're not Wolverine. Um, this is something completely different. I think this is the first Netflix movie um, of the originals. Because, like, they've done a lot of the originals and I've enjoyed a decent amount of them. This is the one that I was like, yeah, that was that was really good. And I want another one. And I think we're probably going to get another one. But this was the first one. I was like, yep, this is a good this is a good movie that could have been in theaters for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of nice that they it, I think it's kind of cool that it went to Netflix. But yet again, a lot of movies are right now just due to the whole pandemic. Right. Um, the it's it's a really good shot action movie. I really like the characters. One thing that I do have to say that I guess I didn't. um. I really wish we just knew more of, and the movie sets itself up to have another one. There yep. most likely will be another one, but they, they do mention that one, they have no idea how this, um, you know, phenomenon happens. They just kind of, it just kind of happens at some point, yeah. especially with the character Nile, who is a Marine soldier at this time and dies and comes back. Like, you know, she's she's outstanding at the fact that she survived and there's no scar. But, you know, like uh, I, I guess it's kind of like the logistics of it all where I don't know if this is something that you kind of have throughout your entire life yeah. or if it's something that just suddenly turns on. It almost seems like it's something that suddenly turns on because once they, you know, regenerate, if you will, it doesn't seem like they age. Right. So it makes me think that like for Charlize Theron, she's obviously older than everybody else. But like maybe she didn't get it until later on in her life. And also, you know, they the whole point is that at some point they lose it as well and then they do die. Um, But I I just took it as like it's not from birth. I mean, it would have to make sense because then they would all have to be like, look, the same age. Possibly. And maybe that's just me looking too much into it. But I took it as, you know, Charlize took longer in her life for her character to get it than some of these other guys who seemed like they were probably younger looking than she was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like uh, just in general, the the stuff that they do. And I like that Charlize is uh, like how they play her off as this overpowered, you know, crazy, crazy soldier because Mm -hmm. she's been alive for all these millennia. She knows battle tactics that you know have been lost probably ways of hand-to-hand that have been lost as well yeah and she's this person that you know gets a little bit nicked up um but she um let she pretty much handles every single person she faces with ease yeah (laughs) multiple people at once yeah and her backstory was probably like it was so intriguing and i wanted to learn more about her backstory which we're gonna get yeah, most for sure. likely in the second one, mm-hmm. because you find out that Charlize ca- character Andy also had was kind of traveling with another person. And I think I'm sorry if I'm butchering her character's name, but I think it's just Quinn. I think so. Uh, yeah. is, ha- is how it's pronounced. But she is this Quinn was kind of her partner. And, you know, Andy loses that partner. And this is what kind of sets her off in you know, making, uh, you know, making this crew and, you know, keeping it and being the leader. Yeah. So I just think 
I, I'm after the movie, I was excited for the second one, and I just hope that um, I hope that what it plays at and what they're building on is it. It should really pay dividends. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, and I know Netflix doesn't put their original movies normally on like Blu-ray or 4K, but like I would probably buy this on 4K, even though I have a Netflix membership, just to I guess show support that we would want another one. Because I do yeah. really want more out of this. And I think the only one I can think of that Netflix has put out is Uncut Gems. They put that out on Blu-ray. But if they do that, I will definitely pick it up to show my support. Because it was a very well done movie. Yeah, one thing I'll mention too is it does seem like Netflix doesn't port a lot of movies. But I do notice they port their TV shows Yeah. over. You know, I do remember House of Cards when that was the thing that nobody would shut up about. <laughs> yep. Um, they that went to you know blu-ray and i've supported the castlevania series animated series and i've talked on this podcast before with how great it is Mm -hmm. i've bought the i've bought all the blu-rays so far and you know i could easily just watch it on netflix and it would still look the same because it's not the difference between 4k and full hd right but it's still it's still a good series and it just deserves um Good, and good movies like this deserve people to be able to support it and how they want to. And uh, this ga- uh, this movie, I think, came out like on a Sunday or Saturday, and it was already number one on yeah. Netflix's uh, viewing chart. So a lot of people have been watching this movie. A lot of people have been viewing it, and I can see why. And it and it's not too long. It's I don't think it overstays its welcome. It's a no. two it's a two hour and five minute movie. It's not like some of these three hour movies that end up stretching a lot out, which, you know, I think I think the old guard hits it where it's barely over two hours and it's it's all fun. Yeah, it goes by quick. There's no there's not a whole lot of downtime in this movie. It's like one scene to the next is setting you up for, you know, whatever the next action scene is going to be. So, yeah, that's cool. Definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely a watch from both of us. Yep. And. With that, that's the end of our of of the podcast this week. We're going over a little longer to make up for the fact that we were a little short last week. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to go over. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to help us grow, make sure to recommend this to a friend or share it on your social media page. We do have a big guest coming on next week. So I hope you guys show up and support that as well. And especially for us, it's a big guest. So it means yeah. we're growing. Uh, just make sure to follow us on Twitter on instagram on facebook uh you can follow us on twitch we do plan on maybe one day streaming again i tried to stream the ubisoft conference but to no luck unfortunately (laughs) to me so again thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time later